to Spotlight, and this is the feature on New Hope Underground where we have a chance to talk to somebody from New Hope Church. And today I have with me Charlie Huber. Yep. yep. Am Thanks. I saying the last name right? You are, Darren. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate hey, it. You got it right. Nailed it. First time. <laughs> A plus. <laughs> well, man, that's what I've always called you, but you never said anything. So I thought, well, I must be okay. <laughs> we'll go back and correct if I need to. No problem. <laughs> Well, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I just want to have a sit down and have a talk. We've, we've had some good talks, just a little bit sure. here and there, and uh, we're in Bible study together. So, mm-hmm. But uh, Charlie, how, just tell us a little bit about yourself, some background, and where you're from, what do you do, and that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I'll uh, get my resume together and send it to you, but uh, <laughs> really long story short, uh, I've been teaching um, for 20, really 24 years, but uh, according to contract, 23, because I spent a semester um, student teaching. Uh, and, wow. and subbing, and then it's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. It's one of those things where um, I'm instead of being having people mentor me, I'm being able to mentor other teachers and stuff. And it's whenever you've been teaching that long, you start to kind of start going, okay, here's what you're going to want to know. Here's what they tell you. Here's what they don't tell you. Here's what's going to help you, kind of a thing. But that's a cool thing though, because whenever you kind of see all the value that other people put into you, that you get to put into other people. Um, and they're just like me. They don't always yeah. listen. And sometimes they do. And you're like, ah, good. I'm glad you're listening. Or if you're not, I'll get to tell you I told you so later. But <laughs> that's that's where I was at too at that time. Um, lots and lots and lots of interests. Um, everywhere from music to writing to animation to uh, um, staying physically fit, uh, documentaries, education stuff. Wow. Um, just, just everything. Just yeah. a, a man of all trades. You're, an, a master ec- of you're an eclectic man. Yes, yes. <laughs> so just a lot of different stuff. Um, a lot of freelance work. Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff for a lot of different people over the decades and uh, continue to do those things, which ranges, again, huge variety of, of stuff, um, which I like. I don't like to say, okay, I just do this or I just do that. I like to learn new things and be able to try to get them to the point that people appreciate them yeah. and hopefully yeah. ask me back for more stuff in the future. So uh, large family, a lot of different stuff I work on with them. Um, tons of nieces and nephews, uh, Families that have farms and, and machine shops and just all kinds of hands-on so, stuff. Were your folks farmers? Yeah. Um, I don't have a generation that goes back, but yeah, many generations. And uh, I actually grew up on a small hog farm, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, uh, family of 10. Um, around here? or Around here, yeah. yeah outside, okay. outside of uh, Montrose and uh, yeah. T-Town area. And um, parents worked hard. Um, it was a bit important for them that that we all worked hard. And I think that was instilled, instilled in us from an early age. But, um, so it's always, if I'm not busy doing something, I feel like I'm doing something wrong almost like, okay, there's things to be done. I need to go do stuff. So I guess it's that ADD, a little bit in me or ADHD that kind of has to be, has to be moving and doing stuff. So, so you're just an active guy. I mean, it's just, you were raised a lot ways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's in a nutshell. Well, that's fantastic. That's a lot of interest. Yeah. Um, How do yeah. you keep up with your own schedule? It's- um, I don't know. I mean, it's a matter of I try to overwhelm myself too much. But some of that stuff that's an interest is also downtime for me. It's like, okay, this is relaxation time. So it's it's sure. kind of a weird thing. You know, you have people that that read a lot and I have family members that read a lot and I wish I could read a lot, but I, <laughs> I can't, my mind wanders. And I'm with so, you. I'm with you. So it's reading, tough. yeah, reading is not relaxing to me. It's like, Oh wait, I did that. It becomes frustrating. I don't know how many times I've like turned on an audio book. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that'll be better for some reason. Yeah. And I'll drive 30 minutes and then I'll have to listen to the same thing on the way back. Cause yeah. I didn't listen to any of it. Yeah. <laughs> my mind's everywhere. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's that's okay. I mean, as long as that means my mind's active, yeah, then, yeah, then it's yeah, all yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll appreciate that later. Now, I hope so. Yes. Now, what what do you teach in how, what age groups and stuff? So it's high school, um, and typically the last several years I've been teaching uh, ceramics, painting, and then an advanced art class as well as co co teaching a multimedia class. And awesome. That's, that's typically sophomores through seniors, but almost all seniors. Yeah. So you're just an artistic guy. Well. I, I tell my students I'm not really artistic. I'm very, I, I think I'm, I label myself more observant where it's like whenever I see someone doing something I want to do, I really watch and then I try and then I mis- make mistakes and then I try again and, and I try to figure it out that way. Um, because at the end of the day, I think everyone has the ability to do a lot of different stuff and you're not going to be able to do everything. But at the same time, if you understand the steps and are you willing to go through those things mm-hmm. and you're willing to screw up, Put the work into it and fail. And, yeah, because yeah. then you'll get better because you know not what to do next time. Well, so that makes that's, sense. That's an education thing, really. More than, and I, I didn't realize that until I started teaching. And it's like, oh, wait, that's what that is. That's, that's called learning. Well, I've always, <laughs> you give me hope because I've always wanted to paint. Mm. But I never thought, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know I wouldn't be good at it. So I can't draw, I can't. But I, I need to try it anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, try it. And especially the last, um, oh, over a decade when we've had YouTube and so many resources online, it's, it's mm. ridiculous. If there's something you want to know how to do, you might have to go watch a lot of different YouTube painting tutorials or whatever. A little Bob Ross. Well, action. yeah, if that's, <laughs> if you like getting uh, lots of oil paints and uh, and just <laughs> scratch them up there and making happy little uh, trees. And happy little you, trees. You'll be great. <laughs> that, that's pretty much all I want to do. <laughs> Make happy trees. Happy clouds, have squirrels in your pockets, and life will be good. <laughs> and life will be great. Life will be grand. That's right. Well, hey, I'm so glad. I'm glad you joined us. And I, one thing I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit, if you don't mind, just sure. about how you became a Christian or how you, sure. you know, how you started the, on the on the road as a disciple of Jesus. Uh, that starts off my parents. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, it was awesome. a matter of uh, work hard all week, go to church, and whenever you're younger, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And that's really all there is to, I mean, you just, you're doing it because parents did it, grandparents did it and things like that. Um, so that's, I think that's more than anything, the cornerstone of anything. If for me has been my family being there. Um, and then as you grow, since I'm someone that wants to learn and know, then you start asking questions of why. Mm-hmm. And then as yeah. you, as you find people um, on the radio or on the internet or going to, or talking to friends or going with them to church, things like that. I think it just kind of grows and, and you go through a lot of stuff in life that makes you go, well, gee, I wonder, I don't understand this. I don't know why I'm going through that. And that's, that's everybody. I mean, if you're a believer, you're going to go through, you're going to go through the darkness. You're going to go through stuff. And it, yeah. then it's a matter of, you know, you're going to go through it. And once you right. realize who's with you through that time, and then whenever you get out, you didn't, then you can sit back and go, okay, Thanks for taking me on that ride, God. I don't really appreciate it, but thanks for the ride. And uh, now let's make sure I learn something through it so I don't have to do it again. So that way I can continue to grow. So it's one, th- one thing to know about something. It's another mm-hmm. thing to know yes. something. Yep, <laughs> yep. And that's an important thing. And that, I mean, that's something that um, I tell people is even students that ask me or people that ask me things like that, it, it, it takes time. And you're going to have to go through some stuff. And I hate to tell you that, but that's that's going to be life for you. That's yeah. going to be the trials. Yeah. That's going to be the stuff that's going to make you stronger, even though you don't want to go through it. Um, I hate going through those things, just like everyone else does. But at the end of the day, you're you're going through things for a reason. And at the end of the day, and you go through the darkness, and you're, and you're through all that, then it's a matter of, okay, whew, what did I learn? How did I grow? Because those things, that's part of life. It's just what's going to be. 
Well, after all these years and going through things and growing up, you know, and everything, what uh, what what do you have you feel like you've learned today, or of, is real in your life about Jesus that you don't think you really had right when you were younger? You know, something you kind mm-hmm. of discovered along mm-hmm. the way that has has really helped you in your faith. Um. I think more than anything, this is maybe a sidestep of the question. I'm not sure, but I'll kind of give you my thoughts from the question. Um, the more, when I actually started reading my Bible, I actually started reading the words, and you would not just get it from uh, from going to church or just mm-hmm. from conversation or whatever. You kind of just you start reading it and start going, oh, I don't remember this, or it just becomes more more real and it's more deep. And after many, many, many years, um, you start to understand it's the living word and it, it really opens in your eyes to different things throughout your life that um, you didn't know this before. Why didn't you know this before? Why didn't I see that? And um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but for me that was no, a big, I, a big yeah. part that helped me kind of learn is to, to just get in it and to meditate on it every day. Well, I know the first time... I talked to you, you were sitting in church, and I noticed a couple Sundays in a row, you know, you would come early and get your Bible out, mm-hmm. be sitting there reading in the in the pew before church started. Yeah. So. That's something I've done for a very, very, very long time. Um, I know some people have said, oh, you're priming the pump, getting ready. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But I've, more than anything for me, it just kind of gets my mind where it needs to be. Um There's so many other things that go on throughout the week and things like that, that, that okay, it's time for me to, to level back out. You know, land the plane. We get where I need to be. So when it's time, when it's time to worship and learn, which is to me what I get the most out of church is the worship time, but also the education. Um, that my mind's where it needs to be. So it's okay. It's time to start sponging it in, taking it in, and and, and doing those things. Well, I tell you what, there's no only <clears throat> fans and butts about it. When we get into the word for ourselves, you know, not not just try to piggyback on mm-hmm. someone else's faith or someone else's teachings or what have you. Mm-hmm. It's a different world. I mean, it is in the way that you, uh, in the way that you learn how to follow Jesus mm-hmm. Himself. Yep, for sure. But I, you know, one thing that's been really cool is Charlie and I are both in a Bible study together. We we have a men's mm-hmm. Bible study once a week here at the church, and yep. anybody's welcome to come. Any any guy mm-hmm. wants to come, and um, we meet at six thirty in on Tuesday nights here in the cafe. But basically, we just uh, are going. Th- we kind of go through a systematic method of study. Together, I thought I'm have you go ahead and explain it instead of me sure. explaining it, because sure. I would love our audience to kind of hear uh, the explanation of this, the way that we go about study, and then maybe you and I can talk about how why that's been effective for sure. us. Sure, and I'll try to explain the best way that I I, I see it throughout. And starting off, um, I would definitely encourage people if you're gonna if you're gonna go. If you have the opportunity to go, don't just go once. I mean, I know it's a matter of going as we need, as we can, because I know people miss and that's okay. And it's very low key and comfortable. No one feels like, you know, your ideas are good or bad. It's really an opening, open area where people get to, okay, this is what the word is saying to me. This is how I'm seeing it in my heart. So first of all, obviously we go, we go through the scripture and we read it and we, and, and we, this is what the scripture is saying. And then uh, kind of to me, the most interesting part is we go through the observation part where it's a matter of this is the questions that I have based on what I read or I noticed this part. And that's really interesting because as you get sometimes, you know, 10, 12 people, sometimes right. close to 20, right. and everyone has these things that they'll come up with. And even though you've read it, read it a couple of times, talked with people about it, all of a sudden you go, I missed that. 
Yeah. Whoa, I didn't <laughs> I didn't see it that way. Yeah. That's a good point. And why didn't I observe that? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> to me, you know, the reading is important and rereading it and rereading it. So the time is whenever we come that we can really make good observations and have good questions. Um, and some people one, some people ten, some people just want to I want to hear what other people are saying, but the observation part to me is is the most interesting. Um, and the other part that the third part then is is the is the meaning part, which I didn't really Yet at first, I was like, "Oh, what's the, the meaning? How, what's the, what's that?" But as you look more and more, it's really about you know what did the what did the author intend? What did Mark mean? Yeah, Who's he, yeah he's we're going through the these, Gospel of Mark yes, together. Yeah, and and he's, what did he mean when he's writing this stuff? So you you've read it, you've got the observations, but now what is he what is he saying as he's writing to these people specifically? And that, that can be interesting, too, um, because we're getting a lot more of kind of the history and why they would write this way and why they would have these these things to say to these specific people, mm-hmm. which is always kind of interesting. Yeah. That's really that, kind of that history part that's just like, yeah. you know, guys, it's it's fact, so here's history that goes along with yeah, it. Yeah, there's a context there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. Um, and application, um, I, I feel like we really answer that along the way, but the application at the end also kind of helps us kind of reboot that. Okay, now what does it mean for you now moving forward? Yeah. You know, now that you've read it. It's kind of hard to keep it out of your mind while you're studying. It is, you know? it is for sure, yeah. for yeah. sure. And we go through those things and, you know, we've, we've read it. We've got the observation, the questions. We understand who, what they're trying to say to the reader, or to the people they're talking to. And then what does it mean now for you moving forward? So um, that's the Soma. That's the, that's the four things that we look at every week. And um, as you go through it, it helps you understand it more and more as you kind of go through it. Yeah, I th- what I really appreciate about it is I think several like you said we'll probably have i don't know sometimes we'll have 20 20 mm-hmm. some people in there all guys we sit at different tables and mm-hmm. each table has a little discussion about the observations yep and so in other words we might have like a 10 verses we're looking at everybody knows that hopefully you've read that before you come in and mm-hmm. at least twice or so and then i've encouraged everybody to at least write down a couple questions observation like you said it's really interesting cuz some people when you sit at your table and you talk about those observations mm-hmm. And there's some people who um, you might have like one question, but it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Where others might have like 10 or 20, you know, written out. Yeah, everybody's, for sure. Everybody's a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, in the way that they approach it, but that's what's cool. Yeah. The unpacking when you start having those discussions is really interesting because it just, I don't know, it seems like every time, every time you're able to go and be a part of that, it's like little flashes of light that oh, I didn't see that. And that that's the cool part. Yeah. Exactly. And, What's uh then what we kind of do Bible study too is I guess is we we have some time for talk at the tables and then we kind of mm-hmm. come back together as a big group and mm-hmm. and say hey just keep, you mind volunteering some of the, at least one of the observations one of the questions you had the best question you had at the table mm-hmm. and uh, we've really had some good really really good discussions sure and we've had a hard time getting to the the latter meaning and application <laughs> sometimes yeah because we we really get in like you said though it's almost like it gets answered through the course of the night mm-hmm. in some ways but and there's some questions we have that never get answered you know For some sure. questions we uh, we have that do um but uh what what has been i guess what's been just kind of in general if you don't mind just tell me what's been rewarding about this particular study uh for sure. you and the way that it's helped you get to know the bible or I just would. I guess I just want someone else to be able to hear from someone who's there. Sure. You know what this has meant to them, kind of sure. thing. Um, really, just unpacking different ideas. Like I, I know I talk about the observation part, the questions and stuff that people come up with, and, and the observations that they have. But that's 
really interesting. It's like, I never looked at this before. And then the meaning part to me kind of grows more and more as well, because you have to, you have to look at, even though sometimes it's hard to understand, to put your mind again, who the author is writing to, what are they meaning to say? Because to those people, it's very specific. And, and as you kind of get to that, it's, it helps you, even as I read my own scriptures throughout the, throughout the week, it's, you kind of look at those things, okay, I'm, I'm noticing this. Yeah, I didn't see before, or I'm I'm. I, let me back up and think about who is this author writing to? What are what are they really wanting to say? You know, and and those things are important because it's not just okay. I'm reading it, I'm meditating on the word, but then I'm starting to understand more of the context, more of those things mm-hmm. I never looked at yeah. before. So I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, any anytime you're able to go and you're able to be in a part that's going to help your girl like that, I think that's a very positive thing. No, that's great. You know, I, I, one thing I've always tried to say is that I was taught a long time ago is that the scripture usually doesn't mean something it never meant. Sure. And I always like that because, and I think sometimes we get, I don't know, we have a quick way. When we do Bible study or somebody, just, you just sit down and read your Bible for devotional. Mm-hmm. The first thing we tend to think is, what does this have to do with me? Yeah. You know, how is this going to help me? You know, or whatever. It's very kind of egocentric if you think about it. And yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily a wrong thing to ask those questions, mm-hmm. but maybe that's not the first question you should ask. <laughs> right, right. You know, try to understand the text first. Because yeah. uh, I, I know a lot of people who tend to, and I've, I've been guilty of this too, we all have, have a t- tend to take a verse and we apply it to ourselves and then we use that and teach mm-hmm. that. And we would find out later that's not what it meant at all. Yeah. And the yeah. context was what destroys it, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that, that's a big part about, about reading and going through these things kind of bit by bit where it's like, okay, I get what they're saying here, but wait a minute, as I put this into context, he's, it's a, it's a bigger thing than just that little bitty, I guess I'd say, I'd say blimp on the radar, but that little bitty piece that you kind of hold yeah. on to, let's unpack it and let's really see what they're trying to say or what you, what you should really be taking from it. Now you've been, you've been to a couple of our, what we call review and application nights, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I know one thing we've been trying to do there anyway, you see how successful it is, I think, as we as we go, mm-hmm. the idea is for us to really pause and say, what have we really been learning? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. is this really being applied to our life as a disciple? You know, it's right. following Jesus. So what is, I, I hate to, you know, I'm kind of, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but you've really appreciated being on the spot here. You're great. <laughs> you know, we just, we just said, hey, we'll just sit down and talk, yep. have a conversation. Exactly right. So I'm just curious, like, uh, you've been through, we're in six, Mark six, but it's taken us months to get through that. Yeah. <laughs> Mark six, which is, which I think is great. I, I no problem because sure. every week we're coming to a new text. Right. It's not like it's a rush to get through the book. So uh, in my opinion, I think that's a good thing, but I was just curious, like now that you've gone through almost, you know, we're in chapter six, mm-hmm. what is something that has really hit you or floored you or just, you feel like you've really pulled out and applied Sure. You know, to, as a disciple. Hmm. I know well, it's a tough question. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, I think it's more than anything is just, uh, even in my daily devotional stuff is, is taking it, I hate to say I'm taking it more seriously, but just looking at it in different avenues, hmm. um, trying to also put my mind in the, in the place of some of the people in the scriptures that we're reading, some of the, some of the people that they're going through and, and even, even the Pharisees, I mean, put my mind where, what would they be thinking? What would I be doing if I was in that, that mm, position, you yeah. know, and really having a lot more sympathy for some of the people because, um, actually we're going through Mark. Um, 
I don't know, just being able to kind of put myself where those people are and what they would have thought and, and not be so hard on them because at the end of the day, what would I have done? I might get to yeah. know these things now um, on this side of the cross, but if I was on the other side of the cross, how would I, how would I be? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, trying to meet people where they are because even in our group, we have people in all kinds of different, different places um, in their walks and in their lives. And in even people outside of those walls that I meet throughout the day, even my family and they're in different places in their walk and try to be more understanding of this is where they're coming from and yeah. kind of putting my, yeah. putting myself in their shoes mm. and understanding them better because at the end of the day, um, everyone's walk is so different. I guess I'm so grateful to be on this side of the cross where on the other side would be, <laughs> just a lot more challenging. That's really interesting. You'd say that because Mark is a pretty good storyteller, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he kind of lays it out really well. Like what's going on. You know, you almost put yourself in the action, yeah. you know, what's, what's going on. So that's a really, that's a really good point. You know, I, I think so many times we just kind of speed through scriptures, yeah. you know, and don't really, you know, let it die, you know, digest, I guess, or, sure. or think of our, or putting ourselves in someone else's shoes or, or what, what have you. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. It's also, <clears throat> there's so many characters. I mean, go through, I love the fact that we kind of start out in a gospel because uh, talking about Jesus every single week is great. And, but also just looking at what he modeled, mm-hmm. you know, the things he said, things he did, how he lived. And I just feel like, um, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I mean, you, you've worked in the school for a long time. Mm-hmm. You've been teaching. You've got, you have a lot of interest. Um, so I'm kind of curious when we're kind of, you know, in the world, mm-hmm. What do you think is, and I know maybe another tough question here, but I love this. <laughs> I love this conversation. What do you think is one of the most, I don't know, what is the stereotype that a lot of people have about Jesus that you just don't think is right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think the one thing that I see, especially from people that are just very lost in the world, is just that um, they don't want to take the time. Um, to get to know who he is. Um, they don't want to look at facts. They don't want to look at um, the scripture at all. Um, they People really like the distractions of the world a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, and I understand completely. You know, I like music. I like movies. I like all kinds of, you know, technology, things of that nature. But sure. Um, but they don't have to be a distraction from him. Sure, but. sure, yeah. And, and they would rather have that than anything. And it's really... And, and as you walk in your as, in your walk with with Christ, and you and you try to to grow in your faith, you try to do your best to kind of grow more and more. And you look at people that willingly don't want anything to do with it. It's, it's very confusing. Um, mm. But again, I try to look where I okay. Where was I at in college? You know, where where was I at when my thought was there? And so I try to really encourage people, even though it's it's a you know I don't want anything to do with. It. I don't want to hear anything about that. Um, it's like, well, I'm, I'm here if you ever want to talk about it because I, I promise you someday you, you probably will. Mm. And, mm. and without being too, you know, pushy or whatever, it's kind of just let that seed be there because you have to really read your audience too. You know, if they don't want to hear it, okay, well, just know that I'm here. Yeah. Because at some point, just like with my walk, at some point you're going to want to know. <laughs> That's kind of like they, they just don't think Jesus is relevant yeah. to their life is what you're saying. For sure. Yeah. The distractions are much more appealing and interesting, and as long as they're, you know, actively doing things that, you know, it's almost like a distraction. As long as I can just be distracted, I don't have to worry about the truth. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's a really good thing that I shared with some of my friends a couple of weeks ago, and I'll try to say it right. And I don't know who said it. it was It was from one of the, it was on the radio or the internet, I can't remember. 
and he was encouraging his students to, whatever you want to do in life, you're welcome to do whatever you want as long as you pursue pursue it in truth. Mm. Because if you pursue that in truth, eventually you'll find the way. Mm. Not your way. He said, you'll find the way. Or is actually true. Yes. So that was, I was like, oh, that's really good. Because at the end of the day, if you're really pursuing truth, this is truth. You will find the way. No matter what it is that you're pursuing, even if you're a non-believer, if you're looking for true truth, you'll eventually get there. And I I kind of sat back and went, wow, that's really good. I'm going to steal that from you. (laughs) That's an awesome thing. That is good. (laughs) That is good. I heard it said in kind of a different way, someone that said that old truth is really God's truth. Mm-hmm. Exactly So right. if you really are pursuing, you're going to find, you will find, find him. him in the end. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. And I think sometimes we get way too caught up into thinking that we're the only ones that are going to save somebody or yeah. the only ones, you know. But uh, we were just reading this last week in Mark about, uh, uh, well, I, honestly, I think it was for the podcast or a little oh. bit ahead of where we're at. <laughs> I was reading the passage, though, about... Um, the 12, sending the 12 out. Did we, mm-hmm. did we, we haven't got there yet. haven't yet. got there yet. We're getting there. I don't think so. But basically, <laughs> talk, you probably know the passage. There'll be sending the 12 mm-hmm. out to cast out demons and heal and his name mm-hmm. and everything. And then he basically says, if people don't want you around, they'll shake the dust off your sandals. And Which was really interesting because that was a picture for a lot of the uh, Jewish leaders would knock the dust off their sandals when they left the Gentile territory. Mm. Because it's unclean, yeah. unclean ground. Yeah trying to knock it off before they come into, you know, come home. Mm-hmm. And so what he was saying was, you know, sometimes you got to knock the dust off your sandals and move on. Yeah. I thought, wow, that's, is Jesus really saying we need to give up on people? I'm not so sure it's giving up. I think it's more like letting someone else do the work. You've planted a seed. And, yeah. You know, yeah. you're not the savior. You know, he is. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's really good. Hey, Charlie, I really appreciate your time. Hey, you bet. Thanks with, for having me. And, uh, Make sure you listen to yourself on New Hope Underground. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're gonna have some uh, some new interviews coming up here soon, and I've uh, got a friend of a couple of friends that are gonna be in of, and I I just hope you're appreciating these interviews. I think they're great, great insight into people in our church, and just to also see some of the the depth and love for Jesus that people have in our church. It's not just like a few people on stage who preach sermons and stuff. We we've got all sorts of ministry going on. And uh, here's Charlie, who is a minister and a disciple for the sake of Christ in, in his school system. Mm-hmm. So let's just, you know, I tell you what, if you don't mind, I want to pray for you right now. Is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Do it on the podcast. Father God, I just uh, ask um, for your hand to be on Charlie. Just just give him the wisdom that he needs day in and day out. For so many years that he's been doing this, doing teaching, just helping to find new ways, new avenues to be able to teach and to lead and to be able to, to plant seeds or to water them, whatever whatever needs to happen, Father, just give him that kind of ability, uh, desire, and obedience. And Father God, I just thank you for the uh, the opportunities that you are going to give him ahead of time. Uh, and Father, I just I just pray for him, give him strength and courage. And Father, teach us exactly what you need us to know through your Word, and help us not to uh, read ourselves into it instead to gain you out of it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.